0: Hey, what's up, everybody? You're back with another episode of Post Tweak. Well, actually, we're back. They're not back. We're all back True. with another episode of Post
1: And it's been too long. It's been too long. Hello and hey there. This is Moises.
0: And this is Reed.
2: In Denver. I'm actually not in Hala. Oh my gosh, so... but we still
1: have love for Hala.
2: Yes, yes, of course. But it
1: is so good and refreshing to see your beautiful face, Reed. Like, in real life. We've been seeing you on Skype, Google Hangout all the different things, digitally. You're not a bunch of pixels. You're actually like flesh, cells, and skin. And I love it.
2: Thank you, my sis. Absolutely.
1: And he's looking great. He's looking more Even though bit. he's in America. Even
2: though I'm America, American, I realize
0: that. Your bodily I... has a violent reaction to this country. That's true. Um,
1: Mine has too. It's called Trump. I also the think you've been
0: welcomed well, is all I'm going to say. Ooh. Welcomed well? Properly,
1: Americans are terrible at well-walks.
0: <laughs> but we, but we can do well with second chances. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And
1: how? So we start every episode with the three questions: What do you love? What are you reading? And what's making you come? Who wants to answer first?
2: Well, you're both looking at me. I'm not used to this because usually I'm there's only an audio feed. A so. bunch of
0: pixels, yes. But is it not time to try something different? Okay.
2: for a new leaf. Um. So, what do I love?
0: Mm-hmm. What are you reading? And then we really want to know what makes you come.
2: Why don't my sister goes first? Fine, I'll go first.
0: <laughs> what do I love? I just recently
1: went to Santa Fe. J'adore. It was. <laughs> this is not a French colony, girl. Oh, I And mean, it was terrible French. Okay. <laughs> um, but Santa Fe was like the land of enchantment. Hence, their tagline motto i don't know their state license
0: plate no it is a very magical place
1: oh yeah and so let me just say these things very briefly so number one i went to Ten Thousand waves Ooh,
0: yes you did it right
1: it was a challenge for me though because the first is speaks softly i don't know how to do that number two the santa fe opera stunning gorgeous half indoor half outdoor the opera starts the sun is setting you can see it in the background beautiful stunning and amazing Three, I was there for Santa Fe Pride and it was like beautiful and sweet and like a cute little like plaza barbecue that I loved and it was amazing. So that's what I love right now. What am I reading? Um, so in my usual um, things, I want to highlight a, um, a, a comic artist, an artist. Her name is Dea Muniz. And I'm not just highlighting her because her name is, like, one. Her last name is one letter off from mine. She's actually, like, Brazilian from what I understand from her comics.
0: Um, so are you from what I understand from your ancestry DNA test. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, she's hilarious and great. Um, and it's just funny. So you can find her hat Deya, D E Y A M U N I Z on Tumblr. And she's brilliant and funny. That's what I'm reading right now. I love her. She's great. And just brilliant. Um, and then what's making me come? So I paused on the fans only thing. The only fans. Or fans what? Thing. Girl, it just opened up. The fans up. only thing, is that the porn thing? Yeah, like the only amateur. Onlyfans.com. Yeah, only fans okay. thing So for those
0: know. of you who missed it, uh, Moises uh, pledged as a community move that he would every month find a new subscription um perhaps alternating perhaps additionally to support um someone out there on onlyfans.com Generally providing queer content. brown person oh yeah a, a queer a black or brown person um who's making uh that lovely onlyfans a so content.
1: but what i found out the first person that i followed one of my
0: favorite video bloggers was joy oh yeah it's great girl i can't wait
1: so i watched so i subscribed to someone but i ended up subscribing for like three
0: months and i was like wait Ooh. what I know three months of this. Wait, was it like a ten dollar or like a twenty five dollar? It
1: was like uh, fifteen, and there was no peeing. So oh, I, I, thought,
0: I thought you said peeing. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> I ain't about that. But if
0: you if you are get it, but there was no penis, and so I was frustrated. Well, you know you you have to search them first, unlike my sisters or Pornhub first to see well, what Tumblr the leaks are. Well, Tumblr guided me, and Tumblr.
1: so I reminded myself of Brian Nye. The little like Chinese Latino boy.
0: I didn't know that you were. Wow. And it's been great. I
1: it's didn't been know, great. That you know about Brian. E. Uh. Yes. Okay. And it's been great. It's been great. So that's As all i I love how we're having Who's a conversation next?
0: about porn without actually trying to say that we are. True.
1: Sure. I mean, it's like, like in a cute way. Who's next? I'm done. All right. So I'll actually do mine.
0: What makes you come? Oh, we. Oh,
1: whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Brian me. <Brian. laughs> Ooh, this and power. I didn't realize his—I mean, his penis is—I mean, because I've seen the like covered up, like his concert moments. Puerto Rican and Chinese boo. Oh, my apologies, my apologies. I think he's seen. And it's all great. I'll say that. It, it and is. it's even better from Tumblr to OnlyFans.
0: He's definitely worth a subscription.
1: Absolutely, it's only ten dollars. <laughs> oh, it's you. great.
2: All right, so now it's my turn. So, the, what are the three things?
0: What are you reading? What do you love? And what makes you come?
2: So uh, currently, currently, yeah, they're all kind of combined because the reason I came back to the U.S. was like to visit you two, but I didn't Aww. have to do that in the summer. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so true. Uh, my family meets in Michigan to celebrate the Fourth of July, which I don't celebrate. Um, they have like a parade and they have fireworks. Oh, this year was
1: hard. to
2: celebrate well, the Fourth of, <laughs> of July, yeah. Well, my family knows that yeah. I just I don't I go there yeah. to see my family, but I don't actually like I don't want to go to a parade where a tank rolls down the street and everyone like waves American flags. Yeah, that's not, that sounds
0: absolutely terrible.
2: Not, yeah. So anyway, I come back to visit my family, so I get to see all these different um, people, and I was
1: dare I say chosen family.
2: Well, so this is what I love, is to Aww. spend time with the family members that I can be myself with, and it's kind of hard, because families tend to be kind of hierarchical, based on your distance from mm-hmm. people that are closely related to you, and it's kind of, it takes a lot of weight off of you, if you just kind of accept, like, well, I don't really have an obligation to be around someone just because of this this structure Electrical, that exists, yeah. but, like, yeah, there are some people that I, sh- like, share a lot with. or You find affinity with some people. And what I loved was hanging around with those people. And that was much more enjoyable than... It's like... And a lot of people dislike going to these big family events where they have to... Hmm. It seems all kind of superficial. And so this was a nice way to get around that. Um, so you were also excited
1: to see Maurice and I?
2: Yeah, totally. Podcast, is, that was very... Very lovely. And it is very lovely. Um oh God, it's happening right now. <laughs> it, is. it is. Present tense.
1: Present tense.
2: Um, and so when I was there, I was talking with one of my cousins. So this is what I'm reading. Um, and she was reading, like, this giant fantasy novel about something. And, and then I was asking her for book recommendations. And she recommended this book called uh, The Bear and the Nightingale, which is classified as young adult fiction. Um, but it's by this, like author who's probably our age and mm. um she's american but she's uh studied russian and mm, um, mm, mm. and lived in moscow i think for like a year typical kind of like she's very it's it, you can it's you can see where her ideas come from because she's very similar to us but she's writing about another culture which is mm. always interesting but she's talking about russian folklore and um <laughs> this story is how like um it's it's about like the spread of Christianity throughout Russia. So it's, like, historical fantasy,
1: Ooh.
2: except the Christians are, like, the villains. <laughs> and so there's, like, these people. I love that. Yeah. And there are these... So it's, like, there's this, like, the furthest post away from Moscow, this, like, um, town is... There's, like, a priest who comes to it, and the priest is just, like, does these terrible things, and then these terrible things happen to the town because they stop worshipping... Um, oh.
1: Those are the stories we need about Christianity.
2: Yeah, so I really enjoyed this, um, and I've I've been enjoying it. It's it's a, it's and it's nice to read. I, I like reading um, fantasy or science fiction novels that are by women because uh, of Ursula Le Guin and oh yeah,
1: last time you talked about yeah, her.
2: but one can only, one should, should try to branch out. So um, anyway, it's called The Bear and the Nightingale. It's a very fun read. Um, what do I love? What am I reading? What makes me come?
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, Go, are you incoming?
2: Um, no, what, are, are you, what makes me come? No, no, no. What makes me come is uh, sausage and potatoes. <laughs> sausage specifically.
0: Um, <laughs> Doesn't it make us
2: all? <laughs> no, because I can't. I, I don't think I can handle some American food anymore because I've been so accustomed to eating German cuisine.
1: That. Mm. Your body has adjusted, acclimated.
2: Yeah. So what makes me come is some good potatoes <laughs> and
0: sausage.
1: That feels like a cop out, but okay. I,
0: I mean, said sausage. It depends on how you look at it. Like potatoes and sausage. Yeah.
2: That's it's supposed to be ambiguous. Oh,
1: I missed the section. Potatoes right and... and sausage.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think Riddle. somebody should actually count how many times we give a straight straight answer for what makes you come. I just did. You just did. Maybe they should count how many times I do, which
1: would be zero. <laughs> Literally. It's all like it Does that mean you're right?
0: not coming at all in your regular life?
1: Alright,
2: it's your turn, Moisa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no you, you can't even get my name right. Expect like me to follow the different like all, all right, So what
2: are you reading? What do you love? What makes you come?
0: Um that's a really hard question for me. No, actually. It's not. It is. <laughs> um what am I reading? Um I'm a nerd. I'm rereading um anthology. It's it's, it's, as much a photo anthology as it is an anthology, but it's called One Drop, um, and it's redefining blackness, not that blackness needs to be redefined whatsoever. but And the photography is static. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, And it is just a collection of uh, photographs and narrative from folks who are identified and identify as black across the world, and it's really kind of like what, Rereading what people's relationship, what their identity is and what that means to them based on any given context. So there's people who um, were born black to black families, people who were born black to non-black families, people who were learned later on in adulthood that they were black people and did not know before. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a a big variety. And and it's it's definitely a global piece. Um, Love it, love it. No one was from Antarctica because no one, I think, can be native to there. True. I think only penguins can be. Of the seven, but,
1: the only seventh continent, right? <laughs> but everywhere else,
0: you know, so it's dope. Um, just thinking maybe just a lot about place and space and time lately, so mm-hmm. um, definitely Dr. Yabo Blay, um, One Drop, it's so a lovely cocktail book. Actually, if you search it on the social medias like YouTube and all that, um, this just it
1: just fell on the ground, but not <laughs> because it's bad, because it's amazing.
0: There's still a lot of clips you guys can search. Just come gotta in. wake up
1: the, re- the, the listeners.
0: Read, wait, read. Just what I love right now is that Reed just snaps his fingers like a queen. Yeah, and geez. I am. Um, I snap
2: all the time and, and holla, but you guys just can't hear me.
0: I'm kidding. He's <laughs> a silent snapper. <laughs> but he's coming right. up. Uh, uh, he in them-
1: Denver. <laughs> um, so what is the book called again? Uh, it's called One, One Drop.
0: Drop. One drop by Dr. Yetba Blame. I said it the, like three
1: times. How'd you miss that?
0: The title is obviously. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, helping the listener. <laughs> the, well, the, for those of you who may not be familiar, the title is obviously. Um,
1: Don't buy it from Amazon. Give it strike, play
0: by. and homage to the concept in the United States um, and to varying degrees um, all across the Americas, but mostly in the United States, if you had 80% um, blackness or Africanness in you, then you had to legally. Considered uh, black, mm-hmm. um, whether you it doesn't matter, so it's um, but it's also kind of like a little bit of a homage to like 90s culture where a lot of us were saying, like, well, um, like you know, like one people, one world, one nation, one group, whatever, all that shit. So,
1: multiculturalism, um,
0: but not, but not. <laughs> 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 yeah, about black people. Let's, yeah, but I, I think, but I, yes. I think it helps people to understand that blackness is a lot of things. Mm-hmm. right and that can change but there's a certain conflict anyways one drop loving, loving that Reed snap like a queen in my house and hopefully hopefully he's feeling comfortable you're
1: loving that Reed is in your house sorry I half heard you
0: I said I'm loving that Reed had his first snapping like a queen moment in my house well, in that's the United what you're States. loving right now yeah I'm um, mm-hmm. glad he can feel comfortable to do it so um, what makes me come Shit.
1: I'm not going to be the only real coming queen in the room um <laughs> Yeah, I am. Okay.
2: I well, um, You can always deflect, that's what I do. <laughs> I just
1: talk about porn. That's what yeah. I do. <laughs> porn You is know I what
0: do. it is? I like a little bit of aggression during sex. I really do.
1: I know. Um
0: and I'm not gonna justify it or codify it or explain it, but I I, I there are times when I do like it. And so I am really excited about people who um understand that and can respond naturally. Naturally.
1: It doesn't feel like Not inspired, Ali. Yeah, it doesn't feel forced.
0: Or, um, or getting carried away, Ali, but people who respond naturally um, mm-hmm. to that piece. I'll
1: go sign
0: that. What I think what I've learned about me and sex and sexuality, um, and maybe just thinking about my sexual journey is, you know, you go through a lot of phases. Sometimes you like one thing and you get up and you go... And you, you grow up, or you you have some experiences in life, and you may like something different that you would have surprised you earlier. It's always evolving and um, changing. And then something's about the person. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... Who I'm not, with. They might think in general, but like with you, yeah, absolutely. I'm comfortable
1: doing this. I'm comfortable doing that. Ooh, uh, but with you, not that.
0: Exactly. But yeah, no, exactly. Um, so, I don't know. But, um... Yeah, is anybody see. being aggressive with me?
1: Just right up Yeah, no. It It, it takes, um... Except production daddy. Which Except for production, production podcast daddy, who's Reed. Like. <laughs> so but I love how he's segment. running to be more comfortable. <laughs> and, I lo- and I love that. So we've always asked Reed to rein us in. Um, and so, which brings us to our next segment, which is swipe
0: left, swipe.
1: So these are topics or news blips or things. Do
0: I say topic? Can we say bottomics?
1: Fine bottomix <laughs> I don't even spell that. I don't want to know. But the um that have been stuck in our mind in the last month, month and a half, whatever. Um and we have the ability to swipe left or swipe right on them. Who wants to go first? Can we super like? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Somebody's been on the apps this month. All That's right, good. So you, so you got something already. So you tell us what are you su- Shoot. super like. No, I, I wasn't I was
2: I was figuring out I'll I was options. like, I don't really know if I feel if I'm going to swipe left or right. And then I was like, what's in between? And I'm like, oh, they're super like, but I don't really know what if I. Um, well, I can
1: start if you all need a moment.
2: No, I know what it is. Maybe I can just have you guys decide whether or not I should swipe right and swipe left. So are you yeah. giving us the power? Sure. Yes. Um, what is it? It's about Ancestry.com DNA tests. Um, you finally got one? Well, no. So. His mom. My mom did. And I don't right. actually know if I. Updated you on the details, but mm-hmm. Ancestry.com what they do is they do a DNA chat test and they tell you what percentage of each, each ethnicity you are. And so but they're based on present day populations.
1: Maurice yeah. and I have both done it. Excuse me, Maurice and I have both done it.
2: Yeah, and I've actually talked with German people about this and they think it's kind of weird because they associate it with um, Genius. like with Nazis and eugenics and, and, and like a, a pure race in a way. That's probably what motivates the whole thing, yes. I mean, it is
1: Mormons who now own my data and genetic information.
2: Right, but I think that something that Germans don't really pick up on is Outer-day Saints. Pardon me. Is that a lot of it is, for some people, it's a way for them to understand part of their past. They weren't really. Um, that was kind of maybe. It's a it's a way to. How would you say it, to have an
0: understanding of your past?
2: To yeah to. And so, well, I'll get to the point. My mom did it, and my grandpa was an orphan, so he was raised by his mom's family, but he was in an orphanage because they didn't know who his father was. Hmm. And so this was in the 1930s. And I was on the website, like, a couple months ago, and because I was looking again, because they show what the nearest descendant is that's yeah, also yeah. done the DNA. It's interest. like your
1: second cousin, third cousin,
2: yeah. And so what I found was my grandpa's sister from his dad's side. Oh. So my grandpa's family. That's my Mexican fear. Right. Well, we're doing that test. I had one of those happen. So you're going to find, like, the illegitimate children. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's my fear. And that's what happened was this other family uploaded their data. My mom uploaded her data. And then this person came up who was my mom's first cousin who is not Polish in any way or not German. And so, um, it was immediately like, well... This she is black? Life. No. Um, Irish. And completely Irish. One day they breed like... <laughs> this is, that is racist. That's that, true. <laughs> true. Well, anyway.
0: And 3% of me is pissed off by that statement.
1: But now they have abortion, so yay! Continue. Continue.
2: Anyway, found out... He was one of ten children. I think it's like legitimate to
0: pop over a Rolling Stone. stone. So, uh, and uh, down. down yeah. Everywhere he laid his hat was his way home.
1: Way high! Oh. that's what that Sorry.
2: song is about. Papa
0: was, was Rolling was Stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. I don't
1: really. And remember.
0: when he died, oh,
1: he was the Johnny Appleseed of C.
0: <laughs> that's why he was a Rolling Stone. That's what it means. Mm. So. <laughs>
1: Your great great grandfather well, you know. had lots of children.
0: It was a super no, my great
2: grandfather, my great great grandfather had lots of children. My great grandfather only had two children my grandpa and this woman, this woman who matched with my mom. Um, and so it was interesting, Did they yeah, sorry, I mean, yeah, oh, but it was a lot for the other family. That's all I'm gonna say. Oh, but, no. my people ain't
1: accustomed to that shit, which my family's like, oh, yeah, oh my God, got yeah, yeah that's
0: all right. everybody got one yeah so everybody got a half so what's
2: please. what's interesting though is that like my mom is now like now she knows that she's half Irish mm-hmm. or twenty five percent Irish I guess it would be um are and so the question is like how much she now chooses to like identify with Irish heritage because no one in her family was raised with that. Like uh-huh. I would, no one in her family. Like part of my me, dad's side of the family is like of Irish descent and like culturally Irish American, and it's just I I'm I'm curious to see me, how my mom is going to approach that. For me,
0: it was um, a slightly different story. Enlightening. But for me, it was I think to be raised and have a generation of family raised to like not know specifically what. Um, specific ethnicities they are. Hmm. Because um, that information was stolen. stolen. And like purposefully kept against. Yeah. Kept out of you know, your reach. And right? fraudulent because our families wanted to, right, to live survive. Yeah, right. And also to having parts of your ethnicity be controversial. Hmm. And be against the law. And all those pieces. So for me it was really like enlightening to know like exactly what I was. Very different than somebody maybe who wasn't aware that. They were possibly something no, yeah. other than what they had been told they were right. But for, me, for us, for us, claim all for these us we weren't told mm-hmm. we weren't told anything about our specific ethnicity. So I realized that I'm maybe the first person to person I have like a specific idea that pinpoints somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'd like well, whatever somebody is, it's, it's, it's kind of like we for for a hundred years it doesn't matter. Mm. As, so, so for me, like, to know, like, um, you know, like, like, how much Nigerian, or how much Moroccan, or how much Congo, but does or, it like, matter if you're like or like, culturally, like, so for me, I think what it has done is it makes me feel like not like an outsider mm. to cultures that are kind of in my quote-unquote makeup. Filling you know in I mean, blanks that other people yeah. have already
1: been able to fill in based on... Yeah, like,
0: so it's cool, whatever. What I mean, I mean, it's, it's a... That's, to me, that's kind of been the exciting part is to be like, oh, like, um, I'm not just, like, into, like, Nigerian culture, right? Or I think it's dope, or, like, when I appreciate. Here, yeah. It's also that, like, Nigerian culture. Like, when I look at Nigerian history, right? Like, oh, that's also part of me. Or when I look at, like, surprise with, like, whatever that small amount of, of uh, South Asian that I am. Very small amount, but it's kind of like oh, like this also like a thousand year my my ancestors which, were doing this not like not, like, not right? like a thousand years. This was happening in India, but right. a thousand years like holy shit, it's, it's a weird concept, and I don't want to go too far with things. Right.
1: So do you identify as South Asian now? All of a
0: sudden, no, but I do. But I do recognize. And my ancestors, myself, absolutely, because they
1: also recognize a history of imperialism and colonization. Right.
0: Where I feel but, like I can relate to your mom is like for me to understand that I was like slightly over 25% Caucasian, which was shocking to me. I mean,
1: there were some surprises that maybe there have were, to about there were some, but
0: now to think of myself as like, oh, like, where I'm starting to be like, oh, like, should I say, like, I'm changed my ethnicity. So,
2: so yeah, I, one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this up on the podcast is because I think of, I often think of things similar to this, but in relation to like sexuality where you kind of find yourself in this place Uh of like industrialization or like this, this giant global civilization. And you're like, well, how did I really get to this point? And you kind of, the way that I imagine it is like you have a bunch of paths in a forest and eventually there's a very well, well trodden path in the forest and that's kind of where you find yourself, and it's nice to kind of go back and see where the branches started to, to go, mm-hmm. and then imagine what would happen if I went back to the beginning of this path, and then I was able to take a different route than I found now, would I be in a better place?
0: But it's different, I, th- I think it's a little yeah. different. I think the, the situation yeah, yeah. would be the same. That's, like. that's, it's a little bit different, I think what looks like identity or... Or, or maybe like things, maybe like, like things that you inherit around identity because, like, you're talking about tree branches, and I was talking about no, oh, no, but, no, no, talking no. About trees well, I'm gonna jump in. It's a metaphor I'm, I'm, gonna, a I'm gonna jump in and correct me though, but like, I was thinking about your, your question about like your mom and my trying to figure out this Irish piece, right? Mm. And so, like, I'm curious if, like, I'm a black person, right? And we have our history as interesting and unique as it is. But there, but there, does, there is a conceptual certain thing that is kind of agreed upon by all of us, no matter where we are, as, as an African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Like you're black, you are you're you're African, no matter like where you're raised with your parents. Like like if you're black, you're black. Good black people in India, black people in China, black people in Cuba, most black people in Cuba and Brazil, where most of us are. But whatever it is, like you are still no matter what you whatever no matter your other level of identity, you are still a part of Africanness. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of understood. It gets political, and so I'm wondering too, though, in terms of like Irish, is there like I know like a lot of South Asians have, you know, like do consider themselves as a a part of a diaspora or a diasporic people. My question I'm wondering is like, does a similar or same thing exist among people who are Irish? Irish, Like, is there like an Irish diaspora? Well, to some
1: degree, I mean, because the Irish were treated very terribly in the United States, and they weren't considered to be white. Exactly. I mean, depending on how you could like acclimate and like whatever, but, but on the other side of that, like, I, Mm. I feel like as like a, like a Latino person, I recognize that I'm like, um, multiracial and that I definitely have like native, like Native American roots, Mm. like tribal roots and all of those things, and I look at some of my cousins in parts of the world that I, like, when I go and visit them, and I'm like, oh, wow, we're native as hell. But when I ask them, like, "Like, where are people from? What's, what's our nation? What's our tribe? Like, what? They're clueless. So as, like, a Chicano person, like, I don't feel like I can claim, like, indigenous roots because I actually have no connection to that culture beyond knowing that, like, there's these... I know characteristic democ- like thing traits that con- may connect me, but in terms of like culturally,
0: uh, mm. I'm
1: not. And so I I can't I can't Ethnic identify of, that way.
0: What did you in terms of your and so maybe you're here, I guess for me it's made really easy to see a difference between myself by by how I identify culturally versus how I identify like racially or ethnically. Maybe in my story it's three pretty st- distinct distinct pretty striking distinctions. Mm. But I'm wondering like, do you like, but I feel like, like racially insane. or I guess I don't I don't I guess I don't, for me I'm, I'm listening, but yeah. I don't I don't I don't know if that I've ever had that choice for those all things to be the same. That is true. That's true. I mean
1: because there's never been an option for because me because
0: I think there's another level because of it when, to like when, how do people because perceive when people you? think American, like my national identity people don't think black people in general. They think when I was younger, it was kind of like, oh, if you travel a place go, like, oh, where are you from? What are, you? are you American? You're American. The first question was they would either say, or if I was going to say, it's like, well, well, like, why aren't you white? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you're like, eh. No, yeah. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And so, like, or people would see my blacks and think I was everything around the world. And so mm-hmm. for me, this, I, I don't know that I've ever been able to...
1: To choose, like,
0: how... To no, have the option of, like, having, like, your national, your cultural, And your that's how colorism, the
1: I mean, works, right? Is that, like... Your skin is this tone, and so people are going to make all these assumptions about you. And I'm in this weird place where many of my features, my skin color, whatever, can be read one way or the other. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so I have the privilege of being able to sort of, like, pick and choose which identities I align with. And And I will never... Not acknowledge the indigenous roots that I have in me. I mean, look at my notes. But
0: you, but, you, but you don't feel culturally tied because you don't because you don't have a cultural experience. Nor does my family. Okay.
1: And and if my family did, if my family was able to respond with like, oh, actually, this is our nation, this is our like tribe, like these are, this is who we are, I would feel more comfortable identifying that way.
0: Yeah. So, so I'm, I'm I'm we don't we don't do the back and forth because like I'm a black person, black American, mostly. Bro- Mostly black American, right? No, I, well, There's, and I have the white privilege. They're like yeah. "Yeah, I don't think you do." But <laughs> <laughs> um, That's but true. I went to Miami once. It is your, but it's your life experience. I cannot say that. You know, that's rude really me to say. In Colorado, but, I like can pick and choose. But like, I guess, like for us to say, like we are to from this is my grandparents' politics. For us to say, like. I guess the nineteen like sixties, like Black Pride, and Black Power, which in the States, were like revolutionary for my family. Oh yeah, and, and the Chicano well, movement to for a, mine certain, as well. a certain family as well. I mean, like, they made, like the small amount of Creole in my blood. That was very instrumental for them to like be able to say, and I'm speaking from my ancestors, so awkward. But from the say like that they were black, right? Mm-hmm. And to be proud it's of huge, that, yeah. and like not. I mean the the we you know we're whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or for us to say that like we're black, which means we're African, which was hard because we were told never to ever Mention. Speak that, that, say that, you yeah. know what I mean? And to always feel that we should apologize for that. And so like that that part of my family that engaged heavily in those movements that were active members in all these political parties. Um But that's also for us similarly like empowering like the Mexican. Because part. like we we had to learn to say like I not only I'm, I think Africa is like Africa is a great thing to be, live, think, study. But I'm, I'm a part of that. It was like revolutionary.
1: Okay, it was hard.
0: Exactly. It changed. It you know tore some families apart. And so for me, like I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm African American. I'm American. But like I, like guess like when you look at me, you gonna tell me I'm not fucking African? You're kidding me, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm so excuse me. So, for me, like, I guess I've always, but it was always a vague concept, and mm-hmm. I think we'll what with it, and I do not want to give people money, because, like, all the things we brought up, like, I'm still a little skeptical about it a little bit. Right,
1: but I'm also yeah. glad that white people, like, have struggled with that identity shit around And I didn't know, I, I, never, I never thought about it. Either. That actually, like, kind of comforts me, because when I did the test, I was like, oh, the hell, colonialism, imperialism people just be fucking and raping across the globe. Oh, yeah. I look like that, an international cell phone I
0: didn't think that I was that white. Like,
1: the coverage of, hey, by this international cell phone plan. That's what I look like. I was like the globe. And when white people would show me, I was like, zoom out. And they were like, no, this is it. And I was like, but that's just Europe. Zoom out.
0: Yeah, I had to learn to stop being uh, receptive and being... Stop asking that question. I assume that everybody had, had, had multiple continents.
1: Right, right, right. And... But it is comforting to me that, like... White people also question the same shit. Like I've been told this all my life. I've been this is what like my family has taught me that this is what we are and this is who we are. But then science is telling me otherwise and I feel conflicted about it. And I'm so Brennan, while
0: I'm that. actually really sensitive to your mother's experience I'm actually. No, curious, We've how how through it it. for her. Um I'm actually glad white people are doing it because they get to know what it's like for other folks. Yeah, you so generally expect to negotiate that be some identity rape to, to the- and yeah, to, to exactly. two, I got yeah. you. Two. I got you. Two. negotiate yeah. identity politics. I'm actually glad um, to have them join the conversation. that a lot so of us, we'll right. right, so I'm going right. right. I'm gonna swipe right. I'm
1: right you gonna swipe right your mom. Read. I love struggling how you think that I TV.
0: did not know where we were on time. I love how you think I was not gonna help with the shit along.
1: But are you swiping right on his mother struggling with? Her white... I was a question. Wait, what's the question?
0: Right or swipe right on, sh- on her struggle or her learning to think new about herself.
1: That's the same. It is. A it same. is a struggle to learn to i
0: almost a super right because it's for the greater good at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, you it know. makes me feel good about myself. All right, what's your swipe brother right? Me too. The me too movement?
0: No, I didn't. Mean, oh, 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 I got one if. I this got two, like, actually. Awkward. Yeah, you your shot. Right. No, I won't yeah. talk about Beyonce. So Beyonce and Mr. Carter, oh, you better. Um, they launched that new stop song, um, and is
1: this the one in the Louvre? Louvre, Louvre, ape no? shit, ape shit. The music video, but the album. There, which we're, what are we talking about?
2: I was expecting ape shit to actually like make some statement about like.
1: It did. About the wait video. wait no did about it, what it, about what no 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 finish your question about classical art and white exclusion. Yeah, and it did when I watched it. But the the lyrics. Yeah. Hmm. I I think like I sh- wanted I
2: wanted there to be more like more discussion about. Did you hear the songs? And did like, you- why did they need to go to the Louvre in the first place? However, you say it because it, like, it why sh- did they need to go to like a it French exemplifies for acceptance power?
0: And I don't, the know, role that of it, I don't know that it was about begging for acceptance. I, thought, I think it was taking, I think it was stating your stance, stating your position, showing like power. Right? I might, my, well, I my guess, that. like, why no, no, is no, it, really, yeah. it Why the shame for rap video to be in the loop, but, anyways, um. So I was, I was not even gonna you, go all the way there, but y'all, I'm turning of bitch. Will, I'm sorry, yeah, the no podcast that, goes. That I was like, just gonna say, say just it, go there, right away. I was, like, I was I I just gonna say, it came out, um, whatever it was. What's really do. interesting is a lot of Beyonce styling in the video. There's a lot of homage and reference, and I wish I knew our history shit better in terms mm-hmm. of how she was styled that actually give reference to other paintings of, like, um, black people in, in European-Victorian paintings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so I was disappointed that, like, that those references weren't made clear in the video, but there's just a lot of terms of, like, how she was styled and they their position that do give a lot of reference to, like, images of black people not only in certain Roads in Victorian-era European paintings. Which are hard to find. Right. There's um, a handful And so, like, I guess, like, when you see Beyoncé sitting in front of, like... The a statue of 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 the goddess Nike, and she's like whatever rapping and singing or whatever. I'm just kind of like, what other bitch do you know that's done that? Literally, so, I couldn't and, think and, of anyone else's so, I mean, I, music video. I, I, I definitely think that it's it's something, and and I guess like depending on what you know about certain deep goddesses and what your understanding or relationship between like African history is and to maybe certain like artistic expressions um, art in yeah. Europe, like you know, I, mean? I think that can be a very powerful statement, depending mm. on where you are and like it's, like what kind of art nerd you are. So. I'm a swipe I right. think there's a lot. I don't know if like that's, that's the national conversation is right right now about that one, but it was a it's a fascinating tale. And that's a whole other podcast. That's a conversation what I wants did to was, and so I kind of like was, was listening <laughs> to her, and um, fuck these levels, girl. We talking now. This is about for love, be. Um, but I realized i have never been a Beyonce stan. I like enjoy Beyonce deeply um, in the past couple of years.
1: I'm a Beyonce stan,
0: Ollie. I spent one night just watching old Beyonce videos, and it Destiny's Child, even with the original format. Oh members. way back. Yeah, yeah, I'm an old bitch. I got a lot of reference material. But what I realized, like, I didn't know that Beyonce had such an impact on my life. Um, my I, entire adolescence to now. And I do realize that I do currently process, uh, like, I mean, about 20% of me processing my experiences via Beyonce videos.
1: Because it's relatable in a way that's like artistic. There's and no honest. experience
0: in your life that you will go through that Beyonce does not have a song and video for out right now,
1: which makes her brilliant, or at least her producers or yeah. whoever's writing her music. And and but she I honestly was not a Beyonce fan, so.
0: and like I didn't really think the Beyonce had like a huge. I feel like she maybe has a huge impact on contemporary culture and pop culture now. But I think I will just watch a couple of other videos, and I was looking at this life and experiences, and just, like, songs you've heard in the club, or, like, songs that are playing as important to your life, and I was like, wait a minute, is there a Beyoncé song for every era of my life in the past 10 years? Oh, uh, hello, yes. I was like, fuck. And, and so I didn't know that, like, she had that much of a cultural impact on me. It was eye-opening. So I'm gonna, mm-hmm. like, swipe right on, like, um... Always. I yes, think right, Beyoncé like. being an icon... And, and I this album, to, and, and it's weird for me to say it because I, I'm not like a pop music person right. or like a pop diva person, but um, I'm swiping right as she's an icon and I I'm super don't have to think it. about it anymore. She's
1: an aspiration and a dream. And even in that one video, the look that she gives you. And I don't always agree with beyonce isms, Well, and she's giving those Mona Lisa eyes. But what she tells you in that song and this entire album is like, bitch, I'm amazing. And like, I am a gift that I have given to you all. Every other verse, whether she's talking to Jay-Z, whether she's talking to everyone, whether she's talking to Spotify, she calls it all out in that album where like, ha, yeah, I do a thing. And and that's why she'll always be an inspiration to me. Even even when she does an album with Jay-Z, it's very easy to ignore him. I
0: them. don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, way. I know. Whatever.
1: So me and my swipe right is all right. I have two. No, no, no. I didn't even get time to Read swipe You've got to be softer oh, sometimes. Sorry, sorry. Stop. I just always feel like I'm in trouble. You have <laughs> to be softer sometimes, though. You no, know I'm going to swipe left. left. Because... <gasps> oh, you, know, you know what I'm saying? You knew
2: he was. Shh. Sit down. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm still listening. No, I'm going to swipe left because uh, when the video first came out, I went on Genius to read the lyrics and the,
0: they didn't have the explanations. You're like the worst kind of music <laughs> oh. listener. What? You, had a, you, you need the explanations? I, I didn't understand. For those lyrics? <laughs> He needed what, right. what?
2: Now is it Moises' turn?
0: No, you're going to keep going. you no judgment. You're going to finish song. this. I owe high judgment here, but finish it.
2: Yeah, I didn't. I, I obviously, it needed to be more direct for me because I don't listen to, like, Beyonce. What was much.
0: cloaked and clouded for you? I, no,
2: but... No, I, you I, have to understand that I don't listen to, like, rap or hip-hop
1: well, or whatever. Like, I just don't. And let's and not, not so, like, discredit I, the influence of Solange... On Beyonce, as of the last two albums, two, three albums. Solange has always been the social justice anti-oppression girl, which is why I've always loved her. Mm-hmm. Even when she was putting a like bullshit pop tune with little Bow Wow. But always respected her because the girl sees him struggle and has paid some time. I've always
0: respected her because she's not afraid to
1: talk exactly. shit. Exactly. She's TV honest. Or and not. Y- and do I think that some of that finally rubbed off on Beyonce? Yes. All right, so
2: let me just talk. Sorry. Because I hated reading Shakespeare when I was in high school because I literally couldn't really? understand it. Really? I just can't understand it. <laughs> and so it always be me reading in class, ah! and the only way that I was able to get through it is I would just read word by word. And I'd be like, well, I'm going to get this through this fucking sentence. I guess we can see yeah, because I don't understand what it's saying. I just don't listen to that. I don't, like, I just that's not the linguistics
1: that i work with but honestly in the same way that i read shakespeare as a youth but in also the same way i listen to rap is it takes me it does take me a moment to adjust and it was the same with shakespeare i had to get used to the language intonation or whatever and if i just like if i was just to put on like some rap music right now fresh not even thinking about it i probably wouldn't be able to process the words but give me like Two minutes, and then I can pause enough to like get it.
0: Y'all need to hang around y'all black friend mo.
1: No, it just takes a level of like exposure and concentration Mm -hmm. that you have to be comfortable adjusting for. I have a question. I'm not going to say. I have a question for
0: both of you. Does anyone in your immediate families have a thick accent that's not like? like a Canadian accent. Like, uh, like in terms of like, like oh, maybe like, want to.
2: <laughs> like, Buddhism, yeah. but that's it. You gotta bring or your like, to Or like, like, maybe like,
0: <laughs> maybe outside of your was spoken your house, maybe you have like a thick accent or like a thick language or just a different take on language. You said Canadian?
2: No, I think, I think my point, I, and so, like, I'm good with languages and accents and, and,
0: No, I was only because I I just, I never had a problem reading Shakespeare at all. Like, I never, I mean, like, there's certain words that I just never heard before, a couple of them. It took me a moment to get get comfortable
1: with it. I think that's the, like, to feel like I could master it in a way. Like, it only would take me, like, five minutes, and I'm like, okay, wait, now I'm in the
0: microphone. Gotcha.
1: I think it's totally
2: fine if people don't, don't really, like or oh, get certain sure. things and they don't really want to continue. And I prefer
1: you don't
0: like Shakespeare over Beyonce. But well, Shakespeare was kind of, Shakespeare was, Shakespeare was good in that he's so fucking ratchet. That's true. That, I mean, that, that was like, a mess. That was a... Everyone's he over here
2: and everything. I think it's, no, but I, I don't I don't think that you should really push this because I think that it's totally reasonable for me to not like something.
1: No, yeah,
0: absolutely. I wasn't ever fighting you against you. You're welcome to fight lots. I sunglasses. guess for me, yeah. Like yeah I'll never forget,
1: easy. but... You're welcome to do that. Same might hurt. Mm-hmm. All right, who's next? Me. Um, so I have two. Number one, the Genome concert. Um, concert, Dirty Computer. I bought that. Number two um, would be Patricia... I, I don't want to mispronounce it. O-K-O-U-M-O-U, who climbed the Statue of Liberty and said she wasn't coming down until... All the families were reuni- reunited, and the children were released. Fucking beautiful. Black and brown solidarity, immigrant like immigrant solidarity. Th- everything about it was great. So swipe right, super like on both of them. Good and good on me. You're on the right for that. Mm. Are you a swipe right?
2: Uh, on the Statue of Liberty and the
1: concert, yeah. <sighs> good to hear. I'm glad we're all in agreement. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so we're gonna pop into um, this piece here I guess the topic for this one was is the term gay politics a dirty word um, and so that's kind of where you want to jump off and um, really kind of I wanted to pick up on kind of um, maybe like some of our kind of pre-talk and really I think our questions were like how how does sexuality show up in show up Usually, it's off of politics can we just name the politics, obvious
2: by Sorry. politics it means policy mm-hmm. and so like
1: we can name the obvious around supreme court rulings about baking cakes um the fear of losing same-sex marriage because anthony kennedy has retired um we can talk about same-sex marriage all that stuff which is great progress But does it get to the core of, like, what queer people need is my question.
2: Or do we feel like um, queer people are being represented in some way? Or Um, what is and what isn't being represented?
0: I feel like gay marriage is being represented. I don't know that my life as a queer person, as a queer cis male, as... um, more my life as a queer person and more of my life as a queer person of color and a queer person who is not wealthy. I cannot say that I feel better represented in policy.
1: i agree. Because the gay politicians we see, mostly white, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm talking in the Colorado context. Well, was... the Colorado
2: context is really interesting because it was in, like, 1994 that you or that you had this...
1: 92 yeah amendment 2
2: mm-hmm. yeah, and Memento. so it was this law that made it legal to descript- wait what, no what was it exactly it was
1: um i mean it legal, it did provide legal like promise like um security for folks who were essentially homophobic it was a hate law amendment 2
2: yeah it allowed people i don't know if it was it allowed people to just fire people from their jobs um if they were gay, I think that was basically it. Um, and it was passed, and then because of that you had these wealthy um, wealthy, gay men in Colorado that previously were kind of ambivalent towards politics, and then mm-hmm. they started to spend more and more of their money on On um, essentially they would, if there was like a conservative politician running that was very homophobic, and there was a chance of beating them with A democrat in this case then they would spend a lot of money to support the democrat so they would kind of drain the bench so like the bench of potential politicians in colorado that were homophobic that they would weaken this pool of homophobic homophobic politicians um and yeah so then and i don't maybe a good way to think about this would be to like I want to to love on
1: the queer and gay LGBT politicians who are out, Mm -hmm. because there's only a handful who have been elected as, like, out LGBT peoples. Mm -hmm. Like, the governor of Oregon, as a bisexual woman, is, like, the first. Um, But she was the lieutenant governor prior, and after they kicked the governor out because he was a shit Mm -hmm. and scandalous... She rose to him. Okay. Um, so I want to commend them, but I also want to say I have questions and critiques.
2: What do you think, Maurice?
0: I'm probably going to be listening a lot. I just. Um, I tried to prep you last night. Like, I am really going to not great place, I think, with the LGBTQ community, as a gay man who's also a queer man. As um,
1: a person of color.
0: And, yeah, and you know, from you that's interchangeable. I mean, like, a gay man, a gay, like, a, a, a gay black man, a queer man, a queer black man, like, it's, and that's, the, the, my queer blackness and gay blackness is the central piece around why I'm not in the best place around the gay community, so I'm, like, in a place where I'm just really trying to, like um, absorb and listen, and, and find, realign where I stand. I just, um, there's nothing about, I think, my life or the life of my peers that I see reflected in, like, policy and framework in the larger LGBTQ community. I think, you know what I mean? And I think that, like, the only, feel like the only place where I could possibly is if I were passionate about gay marriage. Um, I, uh, well, that was
1: the central issue. That was the issue that was getting all the money. Right.
0: And so, I mean, like, and I was very resentful of that when I was somebody who was working in the movement, right, and, and, and understood, like, at what sacrifice that came. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, what was the also sacrifice? Was that people, folks who were giving money to, like, other important queer causes and Foundations. Causes, foundations. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, just talking about, I'm not just talking about guilt. Right, no, in Colorado, and we're like, not talking about pennies. We're talking
1: about thousands of
0: Like dollars. large structural dollars. Like organizations have to like other organizations who are working in other aspects of things that affect the vast majority of gay and queer folks, especially folks who are non-wealthy and people of color, um, those two different pieces and also the intersectionality between them were shut down because of it. And so I understand the cost. And that will never, ever escape my mind because I lived through it and watched it, right? Um, but also, two. Like, gay marriage is an important issue. You know what I mean? Um, you know, civil liberties and civil access for all it's important, are yeah. critical, are important. You know what I mean? So, yeah, do I have a lot of feelings about, like, what could potentially happen, you know what I mean, in this country around that? Yeah, for sure. But at the same time, it doesn't change my place around, like, I'm not, I don't think that gayness and queer, I mean, I'm going to, so I'll fuck it, I'm going to say, I don't care. I was sitting Recently, I've been on this place where I just think, in terms of, like the movement around gayness and queerness and gay rights and, and queer visibility and queer rights is just so overwhelmingly white. And there's nothing wrong with like white white folks are a part of our community. You know what I mean? Like they're a voice, they're a presence. Like that's you know, we are one community. And people. we need them
1: to yeah, think and we need voices.
0: And then if you want like power and access, yeah, yeah. But it's so overwhelmingly white um, to where it's not a space or gay spaces and queer spaces in general. But the funny are are part, not like, are, are not spaces where I know that I am not welcome. I do not feel welcome, and I have really exhausted myself in trying to be a part of that community anymore.
1: And the funny part of that is for me, when we look at the different movements that are happening now, and let's just to name like Black Lives Matter, the majority not the majority, but at least several key figures who are who are helping to like organize and are queer, queer black, black people, and and if you look at through history, right? We're talking about Bayard Rustin. We're talking about, um, I mean, the history is often erased because they were queer or LGBT and, and however they may have identified, like we have always been present at the front lines of movements and change. And that is part of being like Brown queer and, but also erased
0: in some ways as well. And So
2: no, I was going to say that it, in, in a way, going back to, it, it sounds like you had a lot of money, or th- there was a lot of money and it was controlled by white gay men and that they kind of decided what the strategy was going to be and it was for gay marriage because that was the thing that probably most of the other population could agree with. Because it was it, it 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 was something that they could relate to
1: a winnable issue,
2: right? I'm air quoting, and so it's it was like a top-down kind of thing, which isn't yeah. it's not like yeah, it, uncommon you know, to America, important. yeah. Um, but that's that seems like a lot of this um, the frustration that you well that you were expressing is
1: just well, and even to take it outside of the race context, I I think. When I think about, like, what are, what is on the gay agenda, what's important on the gay agenda is the fact that more than half of youth experiencing homelessness today mm. in any city you go to yep. identify as queer, LGBT, among the community. And, and that and issue got is not... And they out of
0: the fucking bus.
1: Right. Like, that issue is not winnable enough. Mm. It's not, you can't make it as many... Which is wild to me that you can't, like, win
0: youth... Our laws. Literally. Our laws are not winnable enough.
1: To like, to make movement on that instead, let's go for marriage where we're gaining rights. And it's not protective. It's actually like an awarding thing. And maybe I shouldn't think about it that simplistically around like give and take and capitalism. It's corrupted me. In that. I was way, trying to but... be
0: neutral, but you were flaring me up. No, I'm you.
1: sorry. No, no, Yeah. But it's, so there is this level of frustration that I have that we have fought for the rights of folks with the privilege to have those rights and experience all the benefits of those rights, right? Because there's absolutely benefits to getting married. There, there's tax benefits. I guess financial I benefits. Get, I, get, I get
0: disgusted when I see young folks get really excited about gay marriage. Like I meet teenagers in all the ways in which I have worked historically. Like just like young, yeah, like getting excited about fucking like, gay marriage rallies. You know, back then, and I'm sitting there like, what affects your life in media right now as a queer person, right? And what is did threatening did your ability to live it every day. single day? It's like, I Literally. But it's hard. You know what I mean? Because what, all that you're saying is, yeah, I'm affirming and in line with, you know, too, but it's like...
1: And I also want to name, like, this is not a new concept. This is not a foreign concept to the queer community, to the LGBT movement. From
0: fr- like day one.
1: Literally, from day one, it's been like, we need to question the institution of marriage. We need to question, like, what value it provides for us and what have you. And... In being in queer spaces or gay LGBT spaces and like bringing up those questions immediately
0: makes you the outsider. I don't, I guess like I don't have a problem. The policy. I don't have a problem with like standing behind gay marriage and fighting for gay marriage. I don't have a problem with that one. No, what I, what I have a problem with is, and this is some professional baggage too, um, Sorry, we it's were sailing. in gay shit. I so actually it, no, I actually don't anymore. anymore yeah. Which was like, it's a it's a trippy concept for me to not be a gay professional, uh, or, or or professional gay. Like it's a if I don't know if I'm but like to be like on the dollar as a gay for gay things mm-hmm. at least fifty percent of the time. Um, it's it's liberating one, but also challenging others because I bring all that gay rights shit into like my for-profit environment workplace. <laughs> you know they ain't ready. They ain't ready. Like, they fucking ordered Chick-fil-A on the weekend before Pride here. Jesus. As part of, like, the team thing, and I was talking shit, and I was like, and I was like, so you guys- Cultural
1: sensitivity? Like, like just and, out the window.
0: And so I was talking to my colleagues until, so, like, my- Which is, my, like, my the most boss, basic boss way to say that. Like, I, I was just find, like, of the next, I was like, I find it fascinating that you guys bought Chick-fil-A on the Friday before Gay Pride weekend. And they were like, oh, God, we never thought Everybody that goes that. silent, but I was like I don't care if you like a yummy Christian chicken sandwich. The
1: food is good.
0: I would but. not know personally, but I hear, and I can respect your right to eat a chicken sandwich. Because when I eat McDonald's French fries, I don't want to talk shit to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I a do respect it, right? But I was like, so I have that there, but it's um, it's a it, somebody else' injects It's really complicated for me. I guess I just feel like I almost feel like at war at times with the gay agenda. Because I know it doesn't include me as a gay black person, um, mm. and I don't know any other way to say it. Um, and so it's it, so I struggle with even the things that I do believe are important. Mm. Um, but I struggle with the leveling of points in my life. just not a struggle. I know the leveling points in my life. You know what I mean? Is oftentimes I just feel like out of like to be a good community member, right? I need to show for the things that have been deemed quote unquote important for the community at least sometimes whether or not I agree that they're the most important to be a good community because despite my experiences
1: It's still progress. And my, my still, constant experiences yeah.
0: I do believe in us as a collective mm. but it's a, it's a struggle and I just I, I guess for me like as a, as a, as a gay black person and a queer black person I know that I am always going to have a tedious relationship with both parts of my identity. I'm always going to have a very tedious, tedious and very nuanced relationship with black folks and I'm going to have a tedious a nuanced relationship with gay folks. Mostly because of that gay, wealthy whiteness controls is, is, the is, movement, the movement even on international level. Um, and so it's just a tedious relationship. And so for me, gay politics is a dirty word. Um, it's very dirty in, in all the ways that dirty can be dirty. Pause. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I meant that too. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and so I wanted to listen more, but yeah, I've talked a lot, and we're like, halfway through the segment. But it, it's a, it's it's complicated, and this and it's not because I struggle with being queer at all. It's because I'm 100 percent present in my queerness mm-hmm. in all the ways that my queerness is and your
1: blackness, and it's and it's hard to find spaces that can deal with that.
0: Black for me, blackness helps me with being queer. <laughs> it's all one and the same. Yeah, it's your whole being. So, um, Jared
2: Polis is the He's the Democrat who Ooh. is going to be on the ticket for Colorado Governor, and he'll most likely he's running against this guy who looks like I don't even I, he he looks like like Beaker from Muppets it's or something. Yeah, it's like awesome. his his neck. He just looks he looks stupid and he says stupid things and he's probably going to lose because Jared Polis is a millionaire. And, and we've had
1: like how many Democratic
2: work. governors yeah. in the last?
1: Oh, we know before Hingen-Luber it was a again, right?
2: Uh, before oh. Hickenlooper? Also, no, Hickenlooper. it was Ritter, who was a Democrat. Oh, yeah. And well, then before it was... him, it was Owens. Yes. And that was probably 12 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, my question is, like, does it make a big difference to both of you if there's a gay politician who's representing you?
1: Well, and making we history, know. which is which is part of the campaign messaging, is that Jared Poles getting right. elected is... U.S. history, because he'll be the first openly ele- openly gay elected governor in the United States.
0: So I, yeah. I, I can respect the history, but for me, in terms of like, that does not mean that he has gay politics, right? And if his politics are gay, like, what gay politics do you have? Because it's not that like, in terms of like, what are gay politics, we're all united around some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, we are very divided on those pieces. Um, and it's normal for any movement but it's kind of in like, any community but yeah. there's some sh- there's some sharp contrast and I'm in mean blade sharp um, and so it's kind of like um, do I think that as a queer black man this does anything for my it could possibly do anything for my life or how I'm treated or how I'm experienced um, in the way that like in terms of like
1: compared to a Republican from, my, election, from, absolutely. from a
0: policy level like you know, you got to respect the gays, you know what I mean, by day, or whatever, or while you're on the clock, you know what I mean, in the workplace, you know what I mean, like, yeah, absolutely, you kind of like, it's has a certain level of okay, or protection. We've taken
1: over the trend, or, or popular now.
0: Or protection now, right? You know what I mean, like it does, right? I'm a, I'm a grown ass man, I can I can. I remember honest. when
1: gays were not popular, but now we are.
0: Or people, it's socially
1: uncouth to discuss Or people us know that, like, face. if you want to run
0: us underground, you need to keep your motherfucking mouth shut. Be. Yeah. Like, that's what I can respect. Mm-hmm. And so, for there, I'm here for it. My life is like a queer black person or a queer person who is not wealthy. The fuck? He doesn't have to represent anything for me. Do You know what I mean? He doesn't help me at all. Yeah. He doesn't help my movement. doesn't help my life. He doesn't work towards, like, me having a good life. He's going to help me more life. than the
1: Republican fool who's elected.
0: Right. Right. And yeah, and I'm not going to disagree with him. <laughs>
2: I was also going to point out that it also would have made history if Colorado elected its first woman governor, who was Jared Polis' opponent.
1: Yeah, Kennedy. Um, in the uh, primary.
0: What was her name? Wendy? No. Uh, no, this is why she I knew left. it was Kennedy. <laughs> I knew it was Kennedy. It was her last name. Yeah. You know what's funny? Out of the box. But see, I... My
1: statements on white women have already been expressed, and I don't want to read Yeah, comments. we had a whole podcast. But I did about love that. her and her stance on education. Mm. Is Jared Pulse has been a little chartery in a way. No, I'm like, not
0: good. yeah, exactly.
1: So, but I I'll give him his credit. When I was like in high school, I've had volunteers. Yeah, I day think day. he I gave was, me money too. Well, he didn't give me money. Wait, you got money? I,
0: yeah. What did you get money for?
1: For um,
2: Leaders Challenge. Did you do that? Yeah, I did. Lead, that's yeah, that's what he paid for. You didn't pay for that,
1: Moises. <laughs> no, I didn't pay for anything there because yeah, he paid for it. <laughs> I mean, I paid for it in like the
0: diversity photo shoots they always had. Well, girl, we all paid for oh, those. Literally. They were like,
1: "Oh, get all the brown kids together." I feel like
0: I feel like they still owe us all money for him really? because. Yeah. But, I do respect
1: him because he did remember that I was like senior class president at my oh. high school. Like, he was talking to someone else and he was like, "Oh wait, Moises Mendes, I've heard that name." And I was like, well, at least you remember his goddamn name.
0: I feel like I've just been, like, like a lot of us have. I feel like I've been photographed with him in, like, a, a good amount in the past. It's for, you know, the other reasons. No, i definitely had. provided. So I feel, like I, time feel time. like I can't talk too much shit because, like, you know, I was.
1: I participated in that culture.
0: And volunteer probably for something. And, like, there's probably photos and videos of me doing that shit. So I feel like I can't even talk too much shit because, right, like so this kind of goes back, this is really interesting because it's, you were talking about
2: both working and like employed to be gay or whatever, mm, however you phrased gay it. Gay for pay. And then he's actually the person giving the money
1: <laughs> to the gays.
2: To you, volunteering for this event and then he just she's In I my mean, youth. Did he have an, Nowadays
1: he doesn't donate shit to Do you have my a tie him with mine? Okay. Okay. What? But if he does, if he
0: has a tie with the arts or public health then he's probably paid me. He is, if he does, or someone.
1: From what I understand, he, he's always been supportive of the public health issues that we are involved in, in
0: mm-hmm.
1: terms of giving money to. I don't know. I, I've never seen a document. What are
0: what is what is is, is he have a document background with like arts communities or arts advocacy at all?
1: Mm, I'd actually, I actually don't know. We'd have to Google that.
2: Okay.
0: Um, we've got really personal (laughs) well no and I I will will vote for him
2: yeah I think um, it's uh, it's,
0: oh I'll vote for him I'll vote for him on the gay shit well and we talk about the
1: stereotype of like the advocate gay right like he fits Fits the the uh, heteronormative model right him and his husband have like how many kids I don't know some kids they have a number of children Maybe one, For three, some reason, three. when
2: you said that, I just imagined his husband being pregnant <laughs> and having the children. Oh, that's like a uh, weird word 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 of you. Oh, God.
0: Totally. We're
1: not going to go there. Um, that, I, that was the last thing. No, 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 no. They have, like, some children and it's, like, beautiful They have a house. I think it's... Um, like, I'm it's, just... Yeah. In, in, which I think is beautiful, just not the reality I want to live. Like, it's not the kind of gay I am. And you're allowed to be a different kind of gay in the same way you're allowed to be a different kind of Latino in the t- way you're allowed to be, in, like... A different kind of black But person. amongst the
0: gays, are you really allowed to be a different kind of gay?
1: Well, for me, no. But for him, he's, like, fulfilling all the heteronormative Oh, yeah. Percent. He is the foster child. Yeah. And that will never be me because I ain't white, number one. But number two, because I have questions about, like, the institution of marriage
0: and... You're so left.
1: Property exchange and also, like, mixing finances. Why would I ever do that? Um... Oh. And so, like, it's different. Different trajectories, different I journeys. Was, I
2: was just kind of curious if, if he was the kind of person that would actually be paying money to... Like, if he was a politician that was giving money to support, like,
0: um, homeless LGBT youth. If it was Trinity popular, the only thing to do in the appropriate organization, appropriate faces.
1: But also within the, within the context of America that we're living, right? Like, if we went to him and were like... Nope. If you don't give money to this shelter to these organizations, to these people. Like, if you don't advocate for this, it's not going to happen. And we will broadcast this.
0: Oh, that's a different thing. He will, yeah.
1: Then, and so, I think that we have an ear.
0: So are you proposing a career change? For No.
2: My, so, well, uh, yeah. My question, the reason why I think it's I And I don't think
1: he doesn't care
2: about, like, homeless. This is why
0: gay politics is a dirty word, because it's very nuanced.
2: Well, but this is kind of, no, th- yeah, I'm just curious if
0: he needs
1: white
2: suburban I'm, I'm white ladies to vote
1: him for vote for him.
0: And like, I'm not gonna like, and, I, and I'm and I'm not gonna not respect a person like. Oh Hustle no! And, as I've they worked to
1: I've worked those same women to donate to my organization. Oh god, so have I. Sorry, you were saying something.
2: No, I just I wanted to. I was curious if you were if you say disliked a person simply because they had, well not simply because they had power. And they were dictating the course of things, or if, if, if a, even if this person like, or because of the like, if they have power and they make good decisions, or if they have power and they make bad decisions,
0: we're only mad at if, if
1: they. It make, depends on have their good ear. Thing. If they listen, I mean, Clarence Thomas is a great example. <laughs> I mean, in the, the Supreme U.S. Supreme Court, Court justice. He's
0: a shit.
1: Like one of the most conservative shits. And also like a black person. The only black. The only um, yeah. black African American person on the Supreme Court, but also one of the most conservative judges we have. And so if he Jared doesn't Polis. Speak. He just checks the Yeah. And so if Jared Polis turned out to be, dare I say, a lemon.
0: I guess for me, like I'm not really into tokens be like or like or quiet tokens. I'm
1: into tokens who listen to me. Um... And the issues, or the... Community. To me, a token... A, to, me,
0: but. to me, a token who listens and acts on it, or a token who listens and is strategic about it, to me, isn't a token. That's somebody in a position of power, like, who is an advocate, or, you know, who, who is who's a strategist. A token like, is... What's her name a, from New York a, a token is a fucking bobblehead doll sits on the counter and, like, you know, wiggles when he's told to wiggle and bounces when he bounce, and does nothing else. I don't have a problem with that shit. Do You know what I mean? Like, but... If you're able to do that and also like at some on some time frame like affect like your agenda or whatever it is and it's like you're a strategic person or whatever. But if you just only do it, if that's all you do is like dance when they say dance and you do nothing else and you have never had a plan to do anything else or you're not supporting somebody through the back door doing something else. It's just kind of like, what are you doing with with the position? Like, exactly, you're tokenism using... happens all the time. Like You can't avoid that one. I like, and I and I use and it I'll every time. Token. Yeah,
1: and I'll use it every time to climb or to achieve right. or make more money.
0: But if you're just sitting there on the fucking shelf like a bobblehead doll, just
1: you responsibly as someone as someone who has used tokenism or used what whatever way you had to climb to the top. Like I feel my responsibility is actually to bring up other queer and brown people of color. Or like even trans people of color. Like I feel like Or I raise have... those
0: issues in your vitamin if it's a part of your trajectory or exactly. like or use your token position to like advocate for an issue, whether it's not related to your identity or not, but like average you know, it, it's just kind of like if you're gonna get play, like if, like if you're gonna get pimped, like you get your pimp game, I get my pimp game too. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Whatever the whatever your agenda is. And will he do
1: that. do that? I don't know. Pull yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah,
2: it, it, it those sounds, are my question. It sounds to me like you're saying that he'll be a token Gay politician. No, but I don't know. But but that that he'll do some things to help like raise the profile or of gay folks. discrimination of, of gay folks. But he's not really going to push the the types of the policies the issues you would want.
1: And the pre- I mean, not he's gonna, not doing what I want him to do on like education, right. which we all knew through the Democratic. Nominee situation. Is anybody
0: doing anything for homelessness? Period, gay or straight in the No, city. no one mentioned
1: homelessness. Like, homelessness. I was in the I was in
0: the Denver um, airport, and uh, there was a Michael
1: Hancock said hello and welcome to Denver. And it, well, yeah,
2: but um, there was this uh, this like presentation thing, or like a like these posters that were up, and it was for giving money, and I thought it was for like it was like end homelessness, and it was like end. Uh, Dog shelter cruel, cruelty or like end, next to end, it. no, it wasn't even next to it. But I, I was just it was. But the parody first second, is annoying. No, it was like it was like end homeless dogs in Denver, and I was like I thought it was. Oh,
0: that'll get animals. oh that'll get set up in about six months. Yeah, we'll we'll fix that in six months here. Denver loves dogs.
1: And I don't mean to be stereotypical, but white people love pets and animals
0: more than they and love animals.
1: brown and black people.
0: Oh yeah. Hence, there was a news story that was talking about like with the population boom. Um, Are they killing dogs? Are they killing pit bulls at the same rates? No. There was a news broadcast here. I was, I watched on legit t- proper TV news, and they're talking about the population boom here in Denver, and you know with all the people moving here, like what practices has had, and the central issue was the amount of dogs that have um, affected public spaces. Flames. And they talked about flames the heaving. amount of I'm heaving flames. How we needed more dog parks. And I was like, no, how you fix the issue is closing down all of the dog parks. So people, cause people who do who move here, and I'm going to get this in a minute, they don't have one dog each, they have two or more each.
1: Well, why do you think I that
0: got angry? That is the issue. If you have less dog parks, people will have less fucking dogs. Why do you think I got angry when, and I'm, I'm happy to say the names. And you board. don't have to worry about the, the, the amount of piss in the parks. You, you, you can worry about the amount of homeless people sleeping on the benches at night in the parks. Hello? The real issues.
1: Well, and, and this is why, like, I can't fuck with some shit. So I went to St. Mark's, which I love that cafe. Ooh, you went there? I'm saying names. On their community board, it was a community board. They let people post things. There was a petition. Oh my God. There was a petition to say where they're planning to build the rec center by East High School, the Carla Madison, who was a badass. Side note. Yeah. Um, the Carla Madison rec center.
2: Oh, they wanted it.
1: They didn't have enough money. So, in the meantime, the city turned into a dog park. So, there was a petition oh, his wife, honk. signed at St. Mark's to be like, keep this a dog park. Don't turn this into a rec center for the high school that is not even a block away. It's on the same block. Literally. And I was like, this is why I can't fuck with y'all. Like, this
0: is like. The rec center is actually the football field. (laughs)
1: You rather care for your dog and having like a centrally located dog park than these young people to have a place to like work out and and actually, a lot of these white motherfuckers be going to that fucking rec
0: center too. Oh, that. I got a little, I'm, i got a community path to live you know. Ooh. within walking. Ooh, do you have buddies? Um, Can you bring a buddy? Is a locker room queue? I'm, I may buy a um thing, but I'm gonna get a free one for my job, uh gym membership. Ooh. Not to that one, but somewhere else. But um Carmocontrical? Girl, I work in downtown, Denver. Athletic Club? Not Lodo, honey, on mm-hmm. Broadway and eighteenth. Wow, you're gonna go into details. That's not the exact Sorry, I just
1: don't have time to like I don't know politically. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's,
0: there's, around there's a, to be things. honest. Like to be straight up, to, There's a lot of white poppies that are in there.
2: A lot of white
1: what in the rec center? I
0: tell a, a, a lot of white poppies center. who are in the rec center. Okay, I
1: worked at a rec center when I was a kid.
0: So they Reed, were very. Useful. You see how Reed was? everybody know that he. Well, they and my friends from poppies.
1: New York, my friends in New York, said told me you should be proud of the rec center network you have because oh. in cities like ours that it we can't even breach this issue because. Rec centers are far and few and in between, and struggling to survive. Oh, really um, Colorado for
0: two hundred bucks, you can get a pass to all of them in the DMA. So
2: and what? So when I was working in them, so as was like a lifeguard and a swim instructor. Ooh. It was very. Um, we we didn't we weren't allowed to really kick people out, despite how annoying they would be, or it would be like a very big deal if we actually had to kick someone out, because it was mostly. This is also how I learned that I was gay was because you would go to you as a lifeguard you I met
1: Reed before he was gay. He was as, gay. As a lifeguard you had to um,
2: watch people. And then I was like, well, like
1: I don't He was like, watching a Swag. I'm like waiting for this. Watching story them like emerge from the pool and the print. He was like, Oh yes. Wait, no I should But not
2: in like a creepy way, hopefully. Uh, she <laughs> was creepy. But yes, more creepy. in just like a way like, oh I don't really care about the girls, I care more about the boys. But um Homo. Anyway, yeah. Sexual. So um but uh uh
1: rec centers rec That's centers your boy number
2: 1 and yeah it's it's a place where people can go and otherwise they wouldn't have anywhere else to go in the city and so it's yeah it is wonderful that they have a good network of them here in Colorado and it's weird when you go to a place and you're like you don't have a rec center what do you do <laughs> we've <have> a really <laughs> like, good you don't, and so a rec center for the german listeners is a pool and it's a building that has like a pool and bas- basketball courts
0: and racquetball courts and weightlifting it's like a sports center like a village but bathhouse. but there's also like but there's also like but there's also like community rooms like their people do because like my a lot of my friend network like they're the artists who go in there and teach like the pottery classes, or the painting classes or the yoga classes okay. or whatever it is so that's it's all for that they also have rooms to rent for community uses like i guess like growing up like we were all how much is like, the rent
1: though is it expensive are they charging you a lot for what? To like rent a room to like teach a pottery class I, to teach a art class? How much?
0: like anything like like twenty five? Like there's probably no more than forty.
1: I, yeah, yeah, I'd hope so.
0: Um, because they because they're a rec center, so they're it's a nice facility. But city it's city government county. owned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't like charge like competitive fees.
2: Well, like like libraries, they're one of the few communists.
0: Institutions that we Hello. have in our city: public
1: transportation, libraries,
0: mm-hmm. recreation centers. This one center. over here has a rock climbing wall on the outside of the Where,
1: building. I know, and it makes me feel weird that all these white men are like climbing outside the building. But fine. There's white men climbing through this neighborhood. That's really be like, what do you call that when you like urban jump? <laughs> I was just, I was just imagining, because we're on the second
2: parkour. story. Hardcore. I was imagining somebody. No, come that. over
0: here on a Saturday morning. Um, I was like, somebody. my family did parkour when we were still in shit with other people. Come over here on a Saturday morning with some coffee, boo. And you want to sit on my patio and watch some sights? So do we need to wrap-up our points? Yeah, we do. we do. I guess gay politics are complicated. <laughs> it, just, it just is. At least for me, for sure. sure. sure.
1: But what are strategies you use to survive it?
0: Right. I mean, I'm I, right now. I have not. It's complicated. It's really, it's really, it's, it's it's the dirtiest it's been in my life right now.
1: It's, my relationship to
0: gay politics.
1: It's terrible and awful. But like, do you find hope or optimism in people who share the politics with you? I'm thinking about the witchery. I'm thinking about the queers who are currently in your home.
0: It's good for me to have places where I can discuss it mm. and let it out with other folks who are in the community um, and who want to have honest, reflexive conversations about it. Um, I definitely didn't have that when I was a gay professional, for sure. Um, a while when I was surrounded by some folks who had simply some be somewhat radical-ish beliefs or slightly more left-gay politic beliefs.
1: Um, I'm radical-ish. <laughs> but
0: no, it, it, I guess what way me to survive it is to find rare moments when I can discuss... The, the issue on a meta level with other folks in the community. I'm not interested in discussing gay politics people outside of the community at all.
1: I agree. Reed, um your final comments and how do you survive? How do you...
2: So, like, I think that, like, if you think about gay marriage, it really actually, it, it does resonate a lot with some gay people. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was I did, in, I don't it might have been my sophomore year of college... There was a referendum in Colorado for domestic partnerships.
1: I worked on that campaign. I don't want to talk about it. So did I.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. I campaign. was a canvasser.
1: Oh, thank um, you for doing that work.
2: It was fine. It was really interesting. I they hired work. me as I, the Latino. I learned to like talk with everyone.
1: Coordinating intern, and then learn three months and I didn't speak Spanish. But they didn't fire me because I couldn't. <laughs> I hate
0: you. Then I quit um, as soon as
1: I learned we were going to lose, and Tim Go. Tim Gill walked in the office and was like, "I'm firing them, 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 and them."
0: Oh, we're just dropping the names. And still
1: so didn't fire me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, okay, well. Twings for the win. Twings for the win. Well, that, that's a that's a nice window into the reality of gay politics. Yeah, it's
1: gross and disgusting.
2: Um, but no, uh, I did canvassing, which meant I had to talk with like hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of people about uh, domestic partnerships and gay marriage, and um, it was. Only one person, because you would sometimes go to, like, Pride or, like, gay events. um, One person was like, no, I don't believe in... I'm not going to sign your your petition. Um, Because you had to get petitions to get on the ballot. And it was in... He was like, no, because I don't... I don't... I don't believe in domestic partnerships. Or, no, he said I... he's. oh, I know what was... There were different... People had different responses. This person's was that... um, they would sign up for domestic partnerships because they didn't believe in marriage, <laughs> or uh, it was essentially someone who was like counter to this mainstream narrative that I was only listening to, and I was it was what I was being fed and what I would tell people when I was talking, but it was also what resonated with most people. But it overshadowed this other person's voice. Talking
1: points can be powerful, but
2: yeah. also misused. And but I was you weren't able you it, it um it hid the voice of, like, of these people in the gay community. And I wasn't aware of that until I actually talked to them, so.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so... In well, conclusion, my again, words would be... <laughs> gay politics are complicated
0: as... Those are also my words.
1: As a queer who's very invested in the polo- the political policies of today and tomorrow... <laughs> It's a constant balance of cost plus analysis. Yeah. Which is gross in a very capitalistic way way to look at rights, human rights.
0: But you know what, to be honest... And I refuse to let that corrupt me. I refuse to let that be the standard. To be honest, I'd much rather respect a queer or gay, no matter where they stand in in this dirty, dirty battle. I'll always respect the strategy. Right. Like, um... I, not much, least, I much respect folks who have a position than those folks in our community who don't.
1: Or, 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 choose
0: who out, or, or choose not. Or choose not to like step in the ring. True. At the end of the day, to be no matter where you are or where you fall around it. Um, but uh, thank you all for checking out another episode um, installment of Post Twink. Thank um, you so much. We Radio are Corax. Big shout out to Radio Corax and whatever airline that flew Reed. Norwegian yeah. Air.
1: $200. <sighs> $200. No, Reed region- Chung.
2: $200. 200
0: bucks. That's Lended so cheap. If, I, if that's all it costs, I cost, like would have thought of you, have you. If
1: anyone wants to supplement, um, provide a incentive to Maurice and I flying to yeah. Hala, <laughs> Hala for <laughs> an episode. Happy to accept. Oh, absolutely. My passport is always ready because I'm living in Trump America. <laughs> uh, as am I. Hello. And I, and I am
0: brown, so we've been ready.
1: So um we're happy to fly out to you all, but we're i I'm so glad that Reed is here. Yeah in real life.
0: I'm actually excited and I want it's him to feel my, to my excitement. See you, man. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah. So check us out for all things post-twink. Um search your social medias, post-twink, P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K. You can hit our hub, um, the landing site, P-O-S-T-T-W-I-N-K dot com, to catch up on mm-hmm. old episodes, whether they have aired in your city or you are listening via SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, and all the places you listen to your favorite podcast. Spotify soon, apparently. Oh yeah, I know all the podcasts podcasts are mad. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um But postweek once again, um, we just want to say that it's not just a big, It's not just a pod. It's not just a gay podcast. It's a podcast about sexuality. It's messy, it's drunk, it gets a little dirty sometimes, just like how life is, so.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep, well said.
1: Aww, I love you both. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao, ciao.